The Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback is embarrassed about the effort of the team on game days. We tell you why Tom Brady calling out the whole squad is a good thing. Let's go. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers being available on all platforms, including YouTube. We thank you for making us your first listen or view of the day. I am James Yarko, Deputy Editor of SB Nation's BucksNation.com, joined on this WTSP Wednesday by my good buddy Evan Klaski. Of course, you can check everything he is doing out over on 10 Tampa Bay and at 10TampaBay.com and follow everything on Twitter at Locked on Bucks at JRCO underscore Bucks. And at Eklosky WTSP. Again, we thank you for making us your first listen or view of the day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Kenneth Walker III is an absolute weapon. Evan is going to let us know if he saw anything encouraging in the Buccaneers' run defense against the Rams to give us some uh, some hope for that game over in Germany. But let's start with Tom Brady, who is embarrassed. Tom Brady is Mm. embarrassed. And if that's not a commentary on the 2022 season, I don't know what is. So Tom Brady was asked on his Let's Go podcast, Sirius XM show, whatever you want to call it, uh, (laughs) if the win over the Rams saved the season. And Tom Brady said, quote, if you want to be a great team, you've got to be way better than average. So correcting our mistakes, improving our effort, which probably is the most embarrassing part of our team, is our effort level on game day. And that's something we better fix. Yeah, I'm going to give my reaction in just a minute. But Evan, I want your thoughts first. On Brady saying that the game day effort of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a team that was before the season one of the favorites to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl, is embarrassing. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I guess I don't think this is much of a story because we have heard time and time again about accountability in that Bucks locker room. They are going to call each other out and they're going to be upfront and honest. I want to say about Tom Brady. For the most part, I really, really liked how he played on Sunday against the Rams. I know the offense and the scoreboard didn't look like it, but in the throws that he made, which were successful, which did move this offense, they were really impressive throws. You know, there's only so much he can do to a certain extent, and and, and people do have to realize that. There, There was a distinct difference between the Brady we saw on Thursday night football against the Ravens and what we saw on Sunday against the Rams. Um, I don't think this is as far as what like Aaron Rodgers was doing, where he was calling out pretty much players around him saying, you got to get off the field. I I think that Brady would say that that comment pertains to him as well. um, Because I, I felt like Thursday, his effort level wasn't great. You know, Devin white has been hammered for the past month about his effort level. Uh, Donovan Smith, Watching his tape has been infuriating 
it is you want to talk about up and downs up and downs not enough people are talking about donovan smith and, and i say that because between him and tristan Wirfs, you guys are the vets i mean Wirfs to an extent i you guys are the two trucks the 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 pretty much the the reliable pieces and and donovan has not been super reliable um you know, I'm, I'm sure his PFF grade is is fine, but he needs to be better than fine with what's happening on the interior there. Um, you know, uh, multitude of, of different players at time. You know, Mike Evans, Julio Jones, uh, Russell Gage. When they're trying to block, you know, they're not doing a good enough job consistently. So it's a it's a lot of blocking efforts, and you know, those are the plays that fans don't often see a lot of times when runs aren't working or this isn't working it's sometimes the receiver has to step up and do the dirty work and um and i think that the message will be well received because i i think this team needs to hear that and, and people need to be called out i'm sorry devin white was called out by everybody and i, I mean we'll talk about it but i thought he played a great game mm -hmm. so you know it is what it is yeah, I, better. we've heard from Brady all year after every game, win or lose, you know, we need to execute better. You know, we're, nobody's playing up to the level that we're capable. It, it, it's been kind of a, a broken record of, of response. So this kind of jumped out to me as not being something that we're, we've normally heard from him, but I think it's a good thing he said it. And I agree with you completely that he includes himself in that because and, and I also agree completely that he played a really, really good game against the Rams. And I think the score probably would have been a little bit higher uh, if they didn't have so many drops on, on offense because he put some some really, really nice passes in some really tight windows that were being dropped. I, I equated some of Mike Evans' drops to him concentrating more on bracing for a hit with the, with the injury that he suffered on the first drive rather than concentrating on bringing the ball in. Um, Scotty Miller's drop in the end zone was was brutal, but you know made up for it in uh, in that final drive. But I think it's it's a really really good thing that Brady came out and said this. Unlike the Rogers situation where he is you know talking you know candidly or or talking about someone without specifically naming them. Brady's calling out the whole squad. They are so much better than this. They know that they're better than this, but the effort that they're putting forth is almost like they walk into the building expecting to win, but expecting to win without playing their best each and every Sunday. And, and that's not the Buccaneers we saw in 2020. That's not the Buccaneers that we saw in 2021. They walked in there expecting to win because they walked into every stadium knowing that they were all going to play up to the level that they're capable of. And the level that they were capable of most of the time was way better than the 53 guys on the other side of the field were capable of. So, you know, maybe this, this win saved the season. Maybe this is the moment. Like we look back on, on 2020 when they lost three of four heading into the bye and then, and went on a run. This is what they need. You, It's got to start somewhere, but everybody in the building is being held accountable and you you look to Tom Brady to be the leader of this football team and this is what leaders do he he takes credit when credit is due but he also takes blame when things are not going great yeah 
and, and that's that's how things should function. And I agree with your assessment. It's been a lot of not earning it. I think you can go back to Todd Bowles and his comments about people living off that Super Bowl need to really come back down to reality. And, you know, I, a lot of us have tried to figure out, like, well, who is he talking to about that? But it was more so the vibes. And I think that's the frustration when Bulls says something like that, that's frustration. You know, he's not going to be a rah-rah, big soundbite guy, but that's notable. Brady's not going to be a rah-rah, big soundbite, but what he said on his podcast is notable. And to me, those are the little tea leaves you got you to gotta keep an eye out for and, and your ears perked up to hear when things have, have changed, the tone has changed, and a message that usually is very politically correct you sidestep it and you say something that, you know, that's, it's boiling up in you and you just, you can't hold it in. And that's what's permeating in that building is still sort of this, we, you know, we're too good and do not think it is a coincidence that Brady is saying this comment after a win. Everyone was feeling good after that win. Don't forget you were on a three game losing streak. You lost five or six. Don't believe that you are now, Everything's fixed because it's not. There are a lot of things wrong, especially offensively still. So I think Brady's also using this as a way to ground his team. Like, you know what? Oh, we won? I don't care. Like, we still – it still ain't pretty. Right. All right. Well, we are going to talk about Devin White some more coming up in just a moment. And we are going to talk about how this defense slows down Seattle Seahawks star. Kenneth Walker the third, but this episode brought to you by our friends at Simply Safe. Our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off their award-winning security system so that more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. Order your Simply Safe system for half off today and enjoy advanced security and greater peace of mind this holiday season. In an emergency, 24-7 professional monitoring agents use fast protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify that a threat is real so you can get priority police response. With the top-rated Simply Safe app, stay in complete control of your system anytime, anywhere, arm or disarm, unlock for a guest, access your camera, or adjust system settings. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system that I recommend. Get 50% off new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL. This is their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Thank you again for making Locked On Bucks your first listen or view of the day for the biggest headlines in all sports. Check out Locked On Sports today. You can find them on YouTube or wherever you are listening to this podcast. Evan, Devin White took a lot of heat over the last couple of weeks. And uh, you pointed out some of his play against the Rams on Twitter. But what were your overall thoughts on the way he responded to a lot of really harsh criticism over the course of the last few weeks, especially from a guy who has his name in the stadium who uh, went, went in on Devin pretty hard on Instagram. Oh, he heard it. Um, you know, he first off didn't want to talk on, on Wednesday and I don't know, you know, 
that was kind of a tough look. Everyone was like, you know, he declined to speak. Devin doesn't usually speak every week anyway, but I don't think Devin realized how much his butt was in the fire. Like, you need to confront some of these things, which is why I think the communication team was like, you might want to talk to the media tomorrow. You're going to make things a lot harder on yourself. And um, I think Thursday when he spoke, it he wasn't candid enough. He, he seemed pretty guarded in how he wanted to come across with that accountability. Then on Twitter, he kind of responded and, and said, you know, look, I, I got gassed out. Um, that's on me. I apologize to my teammates. And like, I know it wasn't, it wasn't great. Um, and then to see his response, because it's one thing to, to say it, it's another thing to do it. And what's more important is not really what you're telling the media, it's what you put it on tape on Sundays. And he was flying. And what I was most encouraged with were on the plays that didn't involve him and plays that he didn't record a tackle. He was still making the effort to go sideline to sideline um, because last week or, or, you know, against Baltimore or whatever, um, that was an example of him assuming plays were done and they were not, especially with the personnel that was out there, knowing that a Zion McCollum isn't as polished as a dude like Carlton Davis. Carlton sure. Davis, by the way, who had, I thought, a tremendous return. I thought yes. he was excellent in that game, like tackling, coverage, just uh, the, the short, like, loved it. Love the night and day difference. And you, we'll talk about the personnel changes. And it's no secret that 206 yards happened uh no i mean i know the rams aren't a great offense but it, it helps when you have your, your dudes back out there but overall what he said to the to us uh, in the locker room after the game was important he waited around was willing to answer questions something again he doesn't really speak often after games either and um you know it was, it was he ate humble pie he said like i had to remind myself that you know people would be killing to be in my shoes and I'm, I'm privileged and I have to remember how much of a privilege it is to be out there on Sundays and I can't take plays off because, you know, what if I get injured and somebody steps into my spot and then they take my job and you can't right. take that stuff for granted. So, you know, he said that it was a tough month for him. He lost the, the love of the game. He thinks that the, the losing streak might've, might've, you know, helped. He's, he said he's never lost a three game losing streak in his life, like high school, college, in football, he, th- he thought maybe the losing was kind of demoralizing. It was it was knocking his energy levels down instead of rising to the occasion and overcoming it. And and um, Sunday was a great response in overcoming the the bad and still having fun and doing what you're supposed to do. Yeah, no no doubt about it. And it it was noticeable. There seemed to be a little bit more pep in his step. Now, Levante David put in a, a vintage Levante performance. So, uh, you know, the, I think a little more eyes went towards him rather than Devin. You pointed out that Devin White had a sack taken off the board because of an offsides call um, that wasn't really necessary. You know, it, it stinks that they try on Troy Inca jumped because he was having a great game too, took a sack off the board, but that's neither here nor there. But we're going to have to see another performance like that out of Devin White coming up this week the rams are one of the worst running teams in the nfl the bucks defense held them to 68 yards and and that's all well and good that's great 
But now they're getting ready to face Kenneth Walker III, who just ran for 109 and two touchdowns against the Cardinals. He's averaging over five yards a carry on the season. And over the last three weeks, he's got two games of over 100 yards. What did you see from the Bucks' run defense against the Rams that gives you some optimism and some hope that they're going to be able to limit, not stop, but limit Walker's production? Personnel. I mean, the personnel is there. And not to mention you might have Anton Winfield Jr. back on Sunday. And once you get Anton Winfield back on Sunday, uh, if that happens, you only have Logan Ryan, who is the missing piece from that's pretty much the starting offense, which again, when Todd Bowles built this team in the off season, he created a buffer. Sean Murphy bunting and Keanu Neal are my two buffers. If we lose a starter, we can replace them with those guys and lose very little from scheme, from, from what I want to do. What you saw against the, a little bit at the end of the Panthers game. And then in that Ravens game, was too many injuries once you get past two or more like this defense can withstand two or more and they don't have really any depth on the d-line so that's another problem getting a keen hicks i can't over like i love anton mitchell jr and i love Akeem hicks they are linchpins to this defense but when it comes to stopping the run Hakeem hicks is a big job you know it's no secret that vita vea is got two sacks because they're doubling the keen and for some reason going one-on-one with Vita, which I don't know what the game plan was with Vita. I don't know why, whatever. But in the end, Akeem, Vita, they will have a huge role in stuffing the run. You know, the Bucks, they will play gap sound because they're going to have their veterans out there who know what they're doing. And that is going to limit what the Seahawks do to an extent. Um, their offensive line is pretty good, and obviously their running back situation is very good as well. But we saw against a really bad rushing team, we saw sort of that vintage Buccaneers run-stopping ability, and as long as Vea and Hicks are on the field, then you have a really good chance of not running through them. We're going to have you pull out that crystal ball and uh, predict what's going to happen in the first ever regular season game that the NFL hosts in Germany. But before we do that, of course, this episode is brought to you by our friends at Blue Nile. Whether you're looking to pop the question, have a milestone to celebrate, or want to let your love sparkle, Blue Nile can help you make your celebrations even more memorable. As the original online jeweler, Blue Nile offers the largest selection of independently graded diamonds and pieces priced significantly below traditional retailers. If you're looking for a piece of fine jewelry to commemorate a special milestone, but still having trouble choosing, Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7, available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. My 15-year anniversary is right around the corner, and I've been working to find that perfect thing for my wife, thanks to Blue Nile. Make your moment sparkle with Blue Nile. Go to BlueNile.com. And use code locked on all one word L O C K E B O N to save fifty dollars on your purchase of five hundred dollars or more. That's B L U E N I L E dot com. Code locked on to save fifty dollars on your purchase of five hundred dollars or more. Blue Nile dot com. Code locked on. 
wrapping things up here on a WTSP Wednesday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast. Make sure you come back tomorrow as David will be joined by Corbin, the host of Locked On Seahawks. They are going to have plenty to talk about on a crossover Thursday to prepare for this one. But Evan, it is prediction time. You've been, you know, even with the ups and downs of the Buccaneers, you've been pretty good on your predictions all year long. So I'm interested to hear what you have coming for the first ever game, regular season game in Germany. Let's start things off with your bold prediction. I'm, I'm going back to the well of uh, the turnovers. Um, I tried that last week. It didn't work. It doesn't work. I know. With uh, It's crazy. I mean, literally this team hasn't forced a turnover since week four, which is enough. They had two. Hit them in the hands against the Rams and drop them. Michael they, Yeah, they say they come in bunches. We'll see if that happens. But, I, you know, I have to believe that going across the pond – Tired bodies a little bit. Um, Gino kind of, you know, this is going to be a new experience for him doing something like this. Um, a lot of those players for the Seahawks are young, so this is a new experience for all of them. So I am um, I'm going to lean towards bold as two turnovers. Super Bowl is three turnovers. I'm going two or three turnovers with my bold prediction. If we have to do a three turnover, they, like what they did against the Rams was, um, it's like it's coming against the Ravens. They they made such a concerted effort to pop the ball out. They couldn't do it against the Rams. They played fundamentally sound, and there were a couple opportunities didn't come through. Ultimately, the Rams game plan didn't really forced them into turnovers you know it was either they sacked them or it was a quick throw it reminded me a little bit about the bucks offense just of how they were attacking but which is not a good thing (laughs) but yeah that's my uh that's my bold is is three turnovers two three turnovers all right your predictive player of the game for this one I'm going to go with Carlton Davis because I think this game is going to have to be won defensively. I think there's going to be turnovers. And looking at his tape, I loved it. Um, uh, I think that Gino is due for a stinker. And I think that Carlton Davis, as long as he's healthy, is, um, is somebody who I think is going to can have a big game, uh, even though he's not an interception machine, I know. Um, but I also think that Levante is going to – be a steady Eddie out there and also provide his double digit tackles, maybe a forced fumble, something along those lines. But um, I just was so impressed with what Carlton did last week against the Rams. I feel like good, good fortune comes your way when you're putting together good tape. And um, I think, I think Carlton is going to impress us again. Yeah. He absolutely uh, looked real good in his return. Maybe that, you know, the, Extra mini buy for him uh, was enough to really finally get him over the hump. Uh, it's nice to see a guy not come back too early and re-aggravate whatever the issue is, a la what we've seen a lot of this season from a lot of different people. You know, not that I'm talking about Julio Jones, but I'm talking about Julio Jones. Uh, your, oh my 
God. And, you know, Julio's looked all right in the last two games. Uh, the numbers aren't there, but I think overall he had the bad the bad slip, and I immediately thought he was re-injured, but he came back out on the field. But he hasn't looked bad. I think he's going to start to yeah, – There is, but there's some mis- with Julio, there's some miscommunication issues. Yeah. There is the – I don't know. He was set in motion, and Tom didn't know what the hell he was doing. There was a miscommunication there. I don't think his blocking has been great, um, and not to mention that Tom doesn't feel like he has enough time to get the ball off, so his deep routes are worthless. So, you know, Tom is scared back there. He really is. He just – he's – you know, and teams are running – it's like teams don't even – try to hide what they're doing like it's literally right. the co- like teams are just copying and pasting game plans and the linebackers and you know pretty much they are just creeping closer and closer to the line eventually you're gonna have to get on top and just they're there they are there and i think and not all the time but there are there are definitely looks where it's like i can see single coverage here you know i um you know uh the personnel looks different. Like, you know, I just I just tweeted a play out. Aaron Donald was off the field on a play, and they went to a check down with Lenny. I'm sorry. You have Aaron Donald off the field. In my head, I'm coming up to the snap. I don't see Aaron there. I say, oh, this is a pass play? I think I'm going to have some time. So, you know, Mike Evans is cutting right across the middle of the field, wide open, 10-yard 10-yard pass, easy first down, keep it moving. Julio would have been cutting back. He would have been a first down easy too. But instead, he went with the easy check down, and Lenny dropped it. And it's like, come on, like, you know, at some point you're going to have to, you can't, fe- like, you have to fear the sack in an appropriate manner. And if you get sacked on a down where um, Aaron Donald's not out there, then you just have to eat it. Uh, right. Unless there is an injury that we don't know about, which is entirely possible with this guy. Well, and, and I think the communication and the, the chemistry will start to get there the longer he's on the field but yeah there there's still there are still plenty of issues that need to be addressed uh and hopefully those start to get fixed especially with a very long team bonding type flight coming up for him this week but evan high knees baby high knees what oh no what is your score prediction for the bucks and seahawks in munich oh i think this is going to be a low score in slugfest um i don't have much the, the rams game Yep, I don't, I don't have much confidence in the offense. I have immense confidence in the defense with who they got trotting back out there. Um, when it comes to the Seahawks, they're riding a four-game winning streak. They're feeling good. They've won five of the last six. But let me tell you the opponents, uh, some of the opponents they played this year. Arizona twice, the Chargers, Lions, Falcons, um, Saints. Those are, those are six games, five teams I think I mentioned. Uh, those defenses are bottom half of the league. Really bad defenses. Um, Not great. They played first two games against the Broncos and the Niners. They scored 17 and 7 against those squads. Uh, against the Giants, they scored 27. They're a pretty good defense, but the Giants also fumbled the ball twice on punt returns, which gave them a short field position. So they were kind of looking at like 13, 14 points if the Giants just caught a punt or didn't fumble it. Um, so that was kind of a fluky 27. Um, I am very interested to see how Seattle handles a legit defense. 
Like, again, it's been a long time since the beginning of the year when they saw a, a unit like this. And Gino is going to be challenged. Uh, so he's going to have to make the right decisions. We'll see if that confidence goes across the pond. Again, there's only so much uh, I can give the offense because after a 10-day break, Byron proved that um, things aren't going to change very much with how they attack teams. So it's it's infuriating. Players aren't executing, so on and so forth. And we just have to accept the fact that that's pretty much going to be the way it is for the rest of the year. So I think 17 13 Buccaneers and they edge another squeaker out and head into the bye week, hopefully with a re-examination of how the heck they can score more points. And, um, you know, maybe they get a gift of a, of a player coming out of the back end of that. Uh, yeah. Odell Beckham Jr. Can work with Tom during the bye week after they get back. <laughs> um, you didn't say it. I said it. Uh, but with that, Evan, we are going to get out of here. Thank you again for making the Locked On Bucks podcast your first listener view of the day. And for the biggest headlines in all sports, make sure you're checking out Locked On Sports Today, uh, available on YouTube or wherever you are listening to this podcast. Check out everything that Evan is doing on 10 Tampa Bay at 10tampabay.com. Check my workout over at bucksnation.com. And of course, follow everything on Twitter at Locked On Bucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, and at Eklosky WTSP. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe and stay healthy.